Joining us right now on the Sprint Special guest line, Chris Camrani from The Athletic. Hey, don't forget to lease any handset. Get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. College football's around the corner. Chris joins us right now. How are you, Chris? What's going on, man? Well, I'm uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm getting ready to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nice. So I'm sure you guys weren't expecting that, but no. that's what's going on. What? Just a leisure a leisure trip for you out there, just to see the Hall of Fame, or uh, what? I was I was going for the most hipster possible summer vacation, you know, not like <laughs> Mexico or Hawaii or anything. We just decided to come to Cleveland. No, we have friends out here, so we're. We're in Cleveland, then we're backtracking to Chicago and then seeing some old uh, colleagues and friends of mine in Milwaukee and then flying home. So just uh, had this pre-planned vacation before the the career change. So Uh just taking advantage of the last semblance of time off before the madness of fall camp. Okay, so I was thinking about this. If if I was going to Cooperstown, there's a handful of players I would look forward to kind of you know seeing the shrine of and stuff like that more than others. Are there what Hall of Famer? Are you looking forward to kind of seeing the details of the most at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here? That's a great question. Um, I'm hoping there's some good, uh, you know, Pink Floyd, Queen stuff in there. I, I honestly have no idea what's in there. I mean, for all that I know, it could all be like ACDC and Metallica stuff, which would be fine, too. But I was I was raised on kind of the old school 70s rock. So uh, Pink Floyd, Queen, Stones, that kind of stuff. If, if there's some sort of, uh, you know... Um, gallery or whatever dedicated to those guys that would be uh, the most ideal thing today didn't even say the beatles you're not a true hipster chris nah, sorry yeah, you didn't make yeah, it yeah no yeah nah. <laughs> actually they're li- they're a little too mainstream to be hipster so maybe you are a yeah a yeah. little too little too mainstream yeah so hopefully there's some good floyd stuff <laughs> sugar there. house will accept you back when you get back to town <laughs> you'll be all right exactly. Exactly. chris uh coming up with this college football season i want to get to the youths in a second i want to talk pac-12 specifically because when I look at the Pac-12 as a whole and the overall strength of the conference, I don't really see this as a bounce-back year for the Pac-12, 1 through 12. Um, Do you see it the same way? And if you see it the opposite way, what do you think is going to happen to kind of have it be the bounce-back year that they need? No, I see it the same way. I I think uh, Washington losing a bunch of talent on offense, that's a question mark program, even though they are going to be favorites to win the North. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert coming back at Oregon is big. Uh, but last year we saw he just didn't have a very good year and didn't live, it up, live up to the hype. Um, yeah, basically for me, the Pac-12 is going to have to have a couple strong uh, seasons from a few programs, whether it's in the North or the South, because as we've seen, they've fallen behind in the national arms race and they need to be back on the national stage in one way or the other. I mean, obviously there's always going to be the Rose Bowl, but can someone surprise um, and, and make a run at another New Year's Six Bowl? Or I know we don't like talking about the uh, outside chance of the college football playoffs, but these guys are going to have to get rolling because as we saw the last few years, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12 are kind of like uh, they're at a uh, – Arms distance and the Pac-12 is definitely not even close right now. So uh, the collective internet mind lost itself yesterday when the Doak Walker Award <laughs> watch list came out, and there was uh, Lopini Katoa, but no Zach Moss, who was on the list last season. And uh, anyway, so we dug into it a little bit and found out, well, A, the school has to nominate them, and then they've got to be in good academic standing, blah, 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 blah. And then today, lo and behold, 
added to the Doak Walker watch award list, whatever, award watch list, is Zach Moss. How much do you care about that type of thing, and how much do you have to care now that that is your gig, Chris (laughs) Camron? You got me with the second parter. (laughs) Um, I definitely don't care because (laughs) preseason watch list definitely don't matter, um, no matter who it is. Um, The thing about the Doak Walker thing, like, there had to have been some sort of mistake because how does that get nominated for the Maxwell Award the day before, which goes to the best overall player in the entire country? And then the next day there's like eight or nine kids from the Pac-12 that are nominated to the Doak Walker, and Zach's not part of it. But anyways, I can't get, I can't get tied up in the watch list stuff. I know people like it, but it's I, I, I take it from the horse's mouth myself, and I was able to talk to Zach this week about it, and he was like, yeah, it's cool, but he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. He said, at the end of the day, all that matters is if you're in the conversation at the end of the season, anybody can be nominated or thrown into the mix at the beginning of the year. It all depends on where you end up in you know, November, December, January. All right, so the Utes have been kind of having this reputation since they've been in the Pac-12 to be able to win ugly. Special teams, field position, run game, you know, 20 to 17 overtime, whatever. Uh, do you buy into kind of those four games that we saw last year where they started just dump trucking teams and getting the sort of production they wanted on offense in more ways, do you find that as evidence that this team is now built to no longer win ugly but win with a more complete game and total performance out of guys like Huntley and now with an offense coordinator like Ludwig? Yeah, I, I think so. But And it's just terrible cliche, but they just have to stay healthy. That's the bottom line. Like, If your best players stay healthy, especially on offense, you're going to have a shot. I mean, you're, Zach and Tyler have been playing for three years. Zach off and on now for four years. So it's like these guys have been here. They know how to do it. Um, they helped them get to the Pac-12 South Championship last year. Without those guys, they don't win it. But um, I think there it will be very interesting to see how Andy gets you know reacclimated in Salt Lake. Obviously, his job is a lot easier with how much talent he has coming back and veteran talent. Um, it would be quite a bit of a, a different um, you know situation if he was breaking in a freshman quarterback and a couple of running backs who we don't really know um, what they could bring to the table. But in terms of what we saw last year, I definitely think that that could happen this year, especially with Utah getting the breaks of the schedule for so many years. Now they got really brutal schedules with the PAC 12 rotations, but this year, I mean, not trying to dump on the rest of the conference, but it's that Washington game in Seattle on November 2nd. And every, every other game is, um, is, is there for the taking for sure for Utah SC on the road. First real uh, road trip of the year in September will be huge as well. Uh, But I think, you know, Utah definitely has that going for them this year in that they get to avoid the uh, the Oregons, the Stanfords, um, especially on the road. What kind of change or difference will you uh, expect to see from an Andy Ludwig-led offense compared to Troy Taylor of last season and before? Yeah, that's tough for me because I'm just back on the beat and I haven't been able to talk to Andy yet, so <laughs> um, I'm just going to have to go with what everyone else has been reporting, but um, obviously when Andy was back here 10 years ago, um, everybody's going to remember the Sugar Bowl and the perfect season, and I think you look at a guy who plays to his strengths, and um, they had some decent running backs. I mean, they had Matt Osiata and uh, you know Darrell Mack, but those guys had some really good wide receivers, and, and Andy wasn't afraid to spread it out, and you see what that uh, what that got them that year and got them beating Nick Saban in Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Um, I, I think for me, 
it would be uh, it'd be pretty easy to say he's going to build his offense around Zach Moss and uh, you know make things easy for Tyler Huntley. And I'm interested to see how they uh, maybe slow Tyler down in the run game a little bit, just because of how injury prone he's been. Obviously, he's he's added weight and he looks like he's in great shape, but at the end of the day. You know, mobile quarterbacks get hurt, and unfortunately, Tyler's been hurt the last couple of years. So it's just a matter of keeping him healthy as long as we can, um, especially once we get into the stretch of the Pac-12 season where, you know, there are definitely winnable games. But as we've seen in the last few years, anybody can beat anybody. Phil Still has the Utes ranked preseason number eight, which I think is very lofty. I think if if that was to be true at the very end of all of this, if they were to be at number eight, then there would be at least – a window of time throughout the year where we were at least talking about this team being on the outside but in the conversation of playoff possibility. So if that was the case, who's the player that you think could unexpectedly make the biggest jump for the Utes to kind of help them to get to that threatening position? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, For me, it'd probably be a couple positions. Wide receiver um, outside of Britain. Covey, obviously he's a proven commodity, and he and Tyler proved to have a really good uh, connection last year. We'll see how he bounces back from the ACL and the wrist injury. Uh, I would say maybe Solomon Enos, a guy that they've been you know, really high on for a long time, a big guy with a big frame that's proven that he can go up and get those long deep balls, and that's going to be definitely part of the equation going forward for this team as if they wanted to – want to beat teams they got to be able to stretch the field and in the past Utah hasn't necessarily had that uh you know big go-to jump ball guy I think going back to like Kenneth Scott so that that's been a few years um and then like you mentioned earlier about winning ugly they're gonna have to figure out who wins this kicking game because a lot of people are gonna go into the fall camp thinking you know offensive line has questions linebackers have questions like for me it's the kicking game like Kyle's had Andy Phillips and Matt Gay the last six or seven, eight years, whatever it's been, like that's a crazy good luxury to have because how many games have those guys helped Utah win over the years? A, a lot. Yeah. So for me, it's going to be the senior coming in from UCLA and then this true freshman kid. <sighs> you know, I, I remember when I went up a couple of years ago to do a story on the kickers when it was, you know, Matt and Shaden Johnston. And after one day of watching practice in fall camp, I was like, yeah, Matt Gay is going to win the job easy. And he did. And he proved that, you know, got drafted out of it. So I think it's going to be uh, definitely uh, something we all keep an eye on in fall camp is who can help Utah win those games, ugly or not, uh, with their right or left foot. Well, it's kind of you to take a moment away from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to join us. And so as we let you go, I'm going to present you with uh, the hardest question you'll hear all day, all right? Ooh, okay, I'm ready. These inductees... Paired with who inducted them into the Hall of Fame, what's the better combination? The Beach Boys, who were inducted by Elton John, Mm -hmm. the Beatles, who were inducted by Mick Jagger, Mm -hmm. or Bob Dylan, who was inducted by Bruce Springsteen? Which duo? Even though this is like committing a crime against my industry, because everybody is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, I'm not, but I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. Of course you are. I'm probably going to have to go with C. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course you are. Go it's see. shocking to nobody <laughs> oh. that Sugar House hipster Chris Kamrani 
Get a job and cut your hair, would you? Come on now. <laughs> All right, yeah, so the you definitely. <laughs> the, the, I'm going to be hearing that a lot. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are starting it. Uh, you're uh, the best. Chris. The Utes have been known kind of popularly as the most underrated team when looking at preseason rankings most years and then where they yeah. end at the end of the season, right? And how often they're ranked during the year. So uh, on. Out of all of your kind of rock and roll, and it doesn't have to even be a Hall of Famer, out of all of the uh, the different artists out there that you've listened to in all music, who do you think's the most underrated? Who's the Utah mm. of the uh, the music world? Me. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll go a little more new school and uh, just see Austin's you know, fire a little bit. Um <laughs> I, in high school, I got addicted to Modest Mouse, and they, they became <laughs> okay. kind of part of my uh, the old school um, iPod. You know, I don't know how many listeners remember iPods, but that was definitely part of the, the original heavy brick, brick iPod that uh-huh. I, you would have, and you'd have to turn the wheel to get to your artists oh, yeah. and albums and songs. Yep. So I'm dating myself a little bit here with you guys, but I would probably, in terms of underrated, you know, going along with this hipster vibe, you know they're from Seattle. They're from Washington. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going at it. So I would say for me, modest mouse. Modest mouse. All right, there it is. Chris, thanks so much for a few <laughs> minutes, man. Appreciate you and enjoy the trip to Cleveland. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate Be good, it. Buddy.